the Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. This is the Unruffled Podcast, Episode 90. This is a podcast about recovery through creativity. We live an intentional life. We thrive. I am Sandra Primo. And I'm Tammy Salas. And we are The Unruffled. Hey, Sandra. Good morning. How are you? All right. I'm taking episode. I'm taking notes for this episode while we're recording it. That's how prepared I am. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it won't come off that way. Well, it's the end of the in year. The playback. <laughs> it's Christmas Eve when this airs, so people will understand. It's uh, okay. Good. It's that time of year, right? Yeah. Could get a little nutty. I, I thought I was really prepared, and I was really going at a good even pace. I'd been preparing for the end of the year, but it does feel this week before Christmas um, that we're recording this feels a little nutty to me. Yeah, you know, I'm not. I'm not getting nutty though. Actually, oh, I'm not. I'm not. And I will expound on that when we talk about our when we share our three things from our Unruffle toolbox. But oh, I, I'm actually not nutty. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not nutty. It feels a little bit nutty to me. Like the outside world, like I haven't, there's nothing under our tree. Cause we're skipping, right. we're skipping Christmas. this Oh year. yeah. If you go to target, <laughs> it's a little manic right now because I was there yesterday. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, we, we, um, well, I guess when this airs, I'll be in Mexico um, nice. with my family and that was, we decided we were skipping it. So no presents. We usually make our presents for each other. So I made my husband and son something. And um, I asked Grady if he would make a film of our vacation, like a little something, you know, if he could put together a little, he, he's been working and making little short films. So, um, so in that regard, there's like not stress about that, you know, nice, not yeah. at all. Yeah. But it can, you know, as, it, as the year winds down, and uh, parties and all of that. I know we've talked about that over the last month, but I haven't been to any more parties. Have you? I have not. Yeah. I absolutely have not. No, <laughs> uh, no, I haven't. I've seen Christmas lights. I've, you know, done really fun things like that, but no, no more parties. I may go, we have a, we were invited to a New Year's Eve party just in our neighborhood. Aww. So. We could walk over there, so we may do that for New Year's Eve, but that that will be the extent of the partying, I think. Yeah, our friends um, that come and visit from France, we go down to see them every year um, after Christmas. So when we get back from Mexico, we fly into L.A., and then we'll stay down in Southern California. And we're kind of bouncing around a little bit, but we stay with them and do New Year's Eve with them. And they're so... Like one year they forgot there was a bottle of champagne in the in the refrigerator. Oh, that's so silly. Never got opened. Look at them. <laughs> All normal. <laughs> um, and then last year I think everybody had maybe a glass of wine. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, I've already been looking at. I've already been looking at all the sparkling juices. Like I've already. Been, uh-huh. 
yeah. taking into account how I'm going to stock up on the sparkling juices for New Year's Eve. Oh, I'm glad you reminded me because, yes, I have. That. There's a lot of good ones now. Yeah. I'm going to take a little something here from home that I've recently found that I did share that I um, have been using when I have the urge to drink. It's non-alcoholic, but um, I, I still I still um, am going to enjoy it. And it's sparkling water, basically. Um, mm-hmm. But um, okay, I'm gonna pack that in the car since uh, this uh, this is before I leave. I'm gonna definitely. My husband's driving down to go see, um, not Radiohead, um, Tom York. Uh huh. He's going down to see him in L.A. So he's driving to L.A. and then we're gonna meet him down there. Um, we're gonna fly into LAX. He's gonna meet us and we're gonna jump on a plane together. And nice. this is we're going to Laredo. L-O-R-E-T-O in Baja, California. And that's where um, Sober Glow has done some of her um, stand-up paddleboard retreats. Mm, um, nice. They look really pretty. I've seen pictures. And and so I'm I'm really looking forward to it. And like I said, I, I hope to get some reading done and some hammock time and to stay off my phone. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. That's nice. I've been to Baja, California one time, but I can't tell you where we stayed. I just, mm. I just can tell you that it was gorgeous. It was a beautiful, it was like a villa or something on the water. I was working. I went there for work, but um, it was really gorgeous. Ugh, yeah. Beautiful. I have not gone away with my family anywhere this year, Sandra. Not at all. Oh, not wow. Yeah. My husband works on the weekends because he sells real estate. Right. And this summer, I kind of grounded myself to stay home. You know, my self-imposed kind of like, you're not traveling, get a handle on your shit. Um, and they went and traveled. They went to Yosemite and did a father-son trip. And um, so, yeah. And, and my husband's gone to Mexico to the same place we're going. He took his father in January and he loved it so much. He wanted to go back. So I'm looking forward to it, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Things are a little bumpy right now with the final exams and the stress in our household. But I'm hoping that by the time our listeners hear this, I will be stretched out on a sandy beach or something. So I'm sure of it. How could you not have a good time? Yes. Yes. That's my... Yeah. The beach is vast. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Thank you, you can Sandra. Find, you can find a solitary spot, I bet. <laughs> Thank you. I do require a lot of solitary time. I, I mean, that's only been in recovery, Sandra. Like, I really didn't realize how much I required until I'm around a lot of people. You know? No, I know. I get it. Yeah. Recharge. I get it. So, um, you want to talk about how we're going to do this and yeah well we're kind we of winging it right not super structured but we kind of wanted to reflect on 2018 um yeah the podcast specifically and also personally in our recovery and creative work that we've done this year um i'll be honest my tendency when i look back upon a year i I immediately say, you didn't do shit, Sandra. <laughs> I do. I do. Really? I'm, I'm being very transparent. Yes. I, I've always been that way. Mm. And so I thought, okay, well, is that true, Sandra? Let's just look at this <laughs> and see if that I'm is true. I'm already popping with ideas for you, but go ahead. I'm going to let you Let's tell your story. Let's see if that is true. <laughs> and I did go through. I did go through, I had to use Instagram to help me, but I went through and, and I made a list of 
things that I did accomplish. And then, but then my second tendency is to say, okay, well, you know, that isn't much more than any normal human being accomplishes, which is true. Um, and maybe even less, but I decided to reframe it and just say, these are the things that I'm very grateful (laughs) that happened in 2018. So we're just going to go with that. (laughs) I like it. Is it hard for you to maybe um, acknowledge your awesomeness? I guess. Right? (laughs) Right? Because it feels like back padding. Saying that makes me really uncomfortable. Okay, good. Let's stay right there, Sandra. Let's hover right there. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Well, so when I was, I just got back from Phoenix and I was stuck on a plane for a long time, which I am not going to get into that story, but uh, I didn't have a panic attack. Everything was fine. Um, but I, to, to quell my anxiety, I was thinking about, um, I'm writing some content for some courses I want to offer next year, which we'll talk about in our new year's episode. But I went, what I did, Sandra, to help me jar my memory for things for writing was I went to my photos on my computer And so for the length of how long it took me to get home, which was 11 hours to get home from Phoenix, I wasn't writing the entire time, but I wrote about 5,000 words. Wow. And how I did that to chronicle like how I, how creativity and art has helped my life is I looked through my photos for 2014. That was the year before I got sober. Oh. And I saw, I'm so glad I photographed the things I photographed. And you being a photographer, it was like, like you said, you went through Instagram it was like reminding me of things I'd forgotten. Mm-hmm. And I was super grateful that I had like this visual journal, basically. Oh, that's right. I did that workshop. And oh, that's right. We traveled here and I was inspired by the fireweed in Alaska. And I remember I used purple for a long time. When I said I didn't, you know, care for purple. It, it was like every all these connections were coming back for me. Mm-hmm. And just from visually looking at it. And then I was like... I did a lot of things in 2014 that led me to my sobriety that I didn't know I was really doing. I couldn't connect that until I could look back on it. Right. And so I think that's what I kind of like about looking back on the year. Um, It could feel uncomfortable like a back padding, but I also was just thinking about the lessons, right? And sometimes I don't get the lesson right when it's happening. Oh, rarely. Yeah. It's in the reflection. Like this morning when I woke up, I was like, oh, that's how grace has worked this year. Okay. So I'm going to talk about that for the, in our next episode, because we're going to talk about 2019. Right. And good stuff and words for the year and year ahead spreads and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. But, But looking back, just like when we tell our stories in the rooms, like what it was like, what happened and what it's like now, I kind of feel like I was doing that with looking at my photos. Um, and so that helped me for today as well from just looking mm. back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see that. I can see that. That makes me mm. want to go dig through or not, or not. <laughs> you know, really I'm a pain avoider. So uh, 2013, that would be, have been 2013 for me yeah. would have been the year before I got sober. Yeah. And Sometimes I don't, I, I know it was bad and that's all I need to know. (laughs) Yeah. I think because I was looking at it through the lens of, um, because I'm again, trying to write this course, like what did I do? How did art save me was basically my question. 
And when I, I used that prompt and I could see it in the photos, you know, and again, we can talk about this another time, but just like that, the, the sitting at the coffee table hung, or, or at the kitchen table hung over every day, you know, I just had a broken, a box full of broken colored pencils. That's how I started with my son. So mm-hmm. looking at that picture, because I took a lot of photos, I was wanting proof of life. And I was, anyhow, that just really um, showed me something. And yeah, there were a lot of alcohol, um, booze pictures, Sandra, because you know, I took a shit ton of those, right? Let's put those on Instagram um, or Facebook. Uh, ridiculous. And, but I didn't focus on those when I was on the plane. Mm-hmm. I felt like I had a mission to like I was mining for um, some artifacts of that year that were positive. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of my mindset. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, let's talk about the podcast yes. first. We had a great year. We really did. That was that was fun to dig through and look at all of our amazing guests this year. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. um we were starting the year. I think I was just looking this morning. I think we ended the year on like a Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve with Lori Massacott, our friend from Two Fifty and Beyond. She was our last twenty seventeen guest. Uh huh. Um, and then Nick Nico um, Gothrop uh, was our first one because I think we did a couple episodes. Uh, just us at the beginning. Just of the year. Two loving of ourselves. Us. Right, right. <laughs> like we're doing again this year, but yes. Yeah. Um, but Nico just had a, another baby. I know. I saw that. So sweet. I know. So she's had some actual literal growth this year. <laughs> right. Physical. Yeah. She grew yeah. a baby. Yeah, I need to touch base with her because she's just, yeah, watching her on, you know, like how we're connected with our friends on Instagram. It's you're only seeing a little bit. Um, but yeah, she's a new mom at the end of the year. And yeah, I want to touch base with her. So sweet. So sweet. We had so many good writers that just looking through that list kind of blew my mind this morning. We had Amy Dresner, Janelle Hanschett. Katie Bickle, Andrea Owen, Laura McCowan, Dana Bowman, and then other others that uh, probably lots of other guests that also write, but just yeah. published authors. Yeah, Pub- I felt funny. That- I was like, are we are we going to be like talking about our, our kids? You know, like if we leave somebody out. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I kind of felt with the episodes, but. <laughs> You know, we love everybody that's been on this show, even if we don't name your name. Yeah, Uh, if we don't name your name. (laughs) Yeah, because we had our Sober Sister Summer series, too. And that was just the funnest ever. I think it was so important to do that for us, uh, uh, to sit in this chair as a quote-unquote podcaster, right? That was so important for me to become more relaxed. And the ladies that... um, we're in the summer series really, really helped me turn a corner with this podcast. I'm really grateful, you know, just because we knew them. Yeah. And that felt like it set me at ease in a way that was different to have a conversation. And I hope that translated, you know, I feel more I, comfortable. I agree. I agree. It was, um, not only was it fun, but you're right. It was like a learning exercise. Yeah. And I feel, I mean, I don't know that we've had a a plan for this but I feel like we've kind of continued it 
You know, I we're still so. having, after we met a lot of ladies that she recovers, um, I just wanted to chat with people that I'd met because it, it was easier to have a conversation with someone that you've had a conversation with before. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah. So if you didn't like our interview style in the beginning of this starting when we started this podcast, we have gotten better. Damn right, right. Well, I I don't even know if I'm better. I just I'm more relaxed myself. I feel that's better. I feel like we uh, are curious. And we kind of, again, we say organic. And that's not to mean that, like, we don't plan this show we do, but we we do let it flow more. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's it. I think we had to figure it out. Yeah. We did. We had to figure it out. And you're right. The summer series really uh, in, um, nurtured that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We had one token guy this year. <laughs> Tell me who. <laughs> Sam Lamont, which, you know, if you're going to have a token guy. Yeah. Pretty good. He was a pretty good one to have. He is a good one to have. We still, we still have to reach out to his mom. I feel like she'd be open. I feel like we're close, closer, you know, by having Sam on, I think we're closer. And, and I told that story that she spoke to my daughter. So maybe I could lead with that or something. Right. Remember you met my daughter (laughs) when you were in Austin? You remember, right? (laughs) And she doesn't live too far from me. We're practically neighbors. So I feel like, sure, we'll get her with that. I would be super nervous to interview her, but um, so nervous. Yeah, but but she's just another gal. She's a pro in recovery. She's when it, yeah, yeah. She, professional writers like she. She's a great storyteller. She would handle it with grace she and ease. I am sure. Just let her go. Okay. Well, okay. she's on the list. She's we can on the talk, list. <laughs> we'll be talking about the list probably when we do our 2019 episode. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. 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 What else? Who else do we I got? mean, we had thought leaders. We had people that are doing big stuff in like the world who? of recovery, like Miss Queen B. Holly Whitaker. That was so fun to have her on the show. Yes. Yes, it was. Um, yeah. Lots of good. Everyone was so happy to hear from Holly. That was really fun. And she was happy to be asked. She was like, finally. (laughs) Thanks, you guys. Like, yes, I'm ready. We planned it. We we planned that. Just building it up. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, yep. But we had Jolene Park, who is doing amazing things in in talking about gray area drinking. She did that TED Talk and she – or TEDx Talk and she has a – school now yeah she is a wealth of information and she has been so generous uh, I know with 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 me she's helped answer things point me in a direction help me when I was having a hard time earlier this year and just I really really appreciate her um she's a great human really a nice she person. really is and not that everybody needs to be tagging her left and right in our face, our secret Facebook group. But I will say whenever there's a conversation about, um, physiology, brain chemistry, and she does happen to get tagged. She's so generous. She always pops in and says hi and yeah. gives a little, you know, bit of advice. So yeah. she is great. She's great. Um, 
and now you can train with her. You can become a gray area drinking coach with her. She's, she's doing remarkable things. And of course we could not talk about thought leaders without talking about Aaron Shaw street. Oh, I just have like little oh. gold hearts all around right now. I'm like seeing gold hearts and seeing Aaron. Yeah. She, um, she's been our only guest that's been on the show twice. That's right. That's right. And uh-huh. we can have Ron again because there's like, she is, I love it. She's evolving. She is very transparent. She's on her own beautiful journey that she is so unselfishly shares. Um, she took a little break from Tell Better Stories. I see that she's back now. She's um, popping back in yeah. mm-hmm, when she can't resist. Right. Because, you know, because she started something really cool. Yeah. And it's, she's, she's um, affecting change and how people, how the media is talking about, um, you know, this mommy wine culture, drinking culture. I mean, it's everywhere. And she is shining a light, a bright light on it. Yes, yeah. she is. And I just feel very lucky to count her as a friend. As a matter of fact, we are scheduling a Zoom call for Christmas break. And I Aww. can't wait. She's a good one. Good. I see her dressed up in a 70s, like, um, uh, robe. Of some sort, mm-hmm. maybe with a nice ribbon at the at the neck. I don't know, like that's kind of satin quilted. I see it. <laughs> oh yeah, um, with some gold house slippers, of course. And then you, Sandra, you're going to be donning. I don't know what fantastic thing you're going to be donning, but um, surely you're going to whip something up for the call. I'm sure. Well, now we're going to have to. This is going to have to happen now, of course, and we'll have to both Instagram our Zoom call. Yeah. This old thing? Yeah. No, it is old. It's vintage. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. You guys are like soulmates in the style department. I love it. I know. I love it, too. And someday we're going to braid each other's closets and play dress up, and it's going to be really fun. I know. We keep talking about going to see her, and we just really have to. Yeah, I think this could be now that you may now that you're maybe ironing out your yeah. travel anxiety, we'll revisit that for twenty nineteen. Yeah, I would love to. I would love to. Yeah. Yeah. And who else? Lara Frazier, our oh. our friend Lara Frazier. Yeah. Does amazing things in the recovery space. And her and and uh, her partner, her and him did some events last year. Uh, yeah. Together down in awesome. Florida. And she is just a bright light as well. I mean, telling her story like she does really unabashedly. She's been on a lot of podcasts. She keeps um, bringing it to the forefront and showing her before and afters and just really showing that what it's like now can be really beautiful. And I, and I love that about her. So transparent. Right. She keeps the conversation going yeah. and she, and she provides hope, you know, um, I, that's no little thing. Yeah. And you never know who's going to see it when they need it. Yeah. And that's her career. I mean, that's the field that she works in. She she works tirelessly for this, um, for recovery. And to recover out loud like she does is um, it's just a gift to everyone. Yeah, yeah. And then the other one other person I wanted to mention is our new friend Sherry Hampton and all the work she's doing starting her her sober AF meetups, I think that's what she's calling them, right? Sober AF meetups yeah. in, in San Diego. And I hope that her nonprofit seeking status is coming along. I haven't checked in with her about that, but 
she's doing, she's going to do amazing things. Yeah, she had a meetup recently, and a friend of mine that I met um, last year around this time, end of the year, um, attended her her event. I saw her in a photo, and I was like, oh, I love it. The worlds are colliding. You know what I mean? The worlds are colliding. So um, I usually go down to Southern California the week after Christmas. Like I said, we're going to be there this year. And so Sherry and I had chatted. She was so sweet. She called on the phone and asked me if I would be there on New Year's Eve, and could I maybe teach a little gratitude workshop at her event? And unfortunately, I'm not going to be in San Diego on New Year's Eve. I said, I'm going to be there on the 27th. That's it. I'm only there for one night. It's my father-in-law's birthday. So I'm not able to do it. But I'm going to try to hit a meeting with a couple gals down there. Nancy Carr, I usually call and uh, and meet up with her and my other new friend. So um, I'm looking forward to that. But Sherry, yeah, she's doing great things. And I love her energy. I just loved meeting her. She recovers and having that conversation with her on the show. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Good. Same. Oh, who else have we had this year? We had lots of beautiful yoga goddesses. <laughs> memes, did lots. Taryn Strong, yes. Sarah Andrews, Andrea Kressel, and of course, Natalie Fairbrook. Um, there were probably more I was, I was going through quickly, but those were the ones that came, came to mind as a quick glance through the list of 2018. So we, we talked to, we talked to people about yoga a lot. <laughs> we talked to women about yoga a lot to hmm. women that don't do a lot of yoga. Yeah. So, so I'm hoping it penetrates eventually. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I don't even shouldn't say I'm hoping. I appreciate, I stopped by Natalie's house yesterday. Cause so Natalie is my travel wife, you know, so I traveled without her, but, but, um, did just fine. Uh, but we were just talking about, you know, how yoga is like her, that's her recovery. You know, and so even though it doesn't resonate with me, she asked me if I would go do 108 sun salutations with her on the solstice. And I was like, no. <laughs> Did you laugh? <laughs> I was just like, uh, who are you talking to? <laughs> Is there anybody else here? Um, she was like, and then she's like, do you know what a sun salutation is? I'm like, oh, kind of. I thought it was like one pose, like like no. a warrior pose or something. Yeah, it's a series. Yeah, she showed me the series. And yeah, like, and 108 of those. I know. I go, oh, hell no is what I meant to say. <laughs> right. I'm not doing that. Um, but I appreciate the yoga goddesses of, for who they are and that I can take what I want and leave the rest. So I do exactly. occasionally go. I did more yoga last year than I've ever done. Um, and I appreciate that that is how they find their centers and that that's how they, you know, find their peace. Well, and it's such an important tool, I think, for so many, so many women, people, women specifically in recovery. So for sure, definitely glad to talk about it. I just resist because I like to resist things until I am ready to learn, I guess, you know, so. Yeah. It's not resisting for me. I think it's just prioritizing my day and I'm not always prioritizing that so well, there's only like yeah there's only so many hours in the day and there's um for me I know I've shared it on the pod before but just so that people understand I'm not anti-yoga <laughs> but I used to do yoga hungover and so for me there's kind of a muscle memory and also some mm, shame right. around it and mm-hmm. um it was my yoga teacher 
that um, that reached out to me and suggested I go to a 12-step meeting. Um, so not that I resent that or anything, but there's something going on there for me with yoga that maybe I'll address someday. Um, but I have a hard time wanting that to be my go-to. Just, yeah. Yeah. I, I resist. Um, for me, it is resistance. It is me um, giving myself over or making that a priority, something about it. Um, but I love hearing when Natalie says that, I was like, I get it though. When she says it like that, she's like, that is my church. That is my AA. That is my, you know, whatever works for everybody else. This is what that is for me and how it saved her. So I totally respect it. Um, sure. And I think it's the story for lots of women. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, we did other fun stuff. We did. Um, with Natha, right? Our guest, yeah. Natha Campanella. That was such a fun episode. She was so generous to give us um, those natal readings. You know, she reached out to us saying, you know, can I do a natal reading for you? And then it organically just was like, yeah, let's. And then we talk about it on the podcast. And it, it was really profound having that reading. For me, at least. I, I know the, a lot of stuff resonated it, it with you, right? Really, it really was. It made me think about things that I had not ever thought about mm -hmm. is what it did for me. And so, you know, we can, especially in recovery, we can be so introspective and trying to, you know, peel the onion and um, parse out our lives and answer the big why questions. And her reading made me think about things that I had never thought about. Um, she... Yeah, it was like a it was like a, a string or, or thread, right? And it was she was pulling it through the the chart, and so it's like, you know, does that resonate with you from childhood? Does this? And it was a beautiful kind of unfolding. And by the end, I could look back and go, oh, that's always been there. My intuition has always guided me. Yet it got shut down at this age, or it got shut down here, and then I, you know. I guess I signed on for shutting it down when I started drinking like I did right? Um, at 27. And so to understand kind of maybe why I did that, it didn't excuse any of my behavior, but it gave me a lot of information as to what makes me tick. Right. Yeah, You're I right. That a lot. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It gave me, yeah, it gave me so much information. And I, and I've said that I was going to schedule another one with her and I haven't gotten around to it yet, but I'm going to, it was just, uh, I don't know. It was a, it was a fun exploration. Um, but yeah, I think it, there was also a lot of meaning behind it and I don't know. It's, it's kind of, it's a good exercise to know ourselves, right? Absolutely. And yeah, however we, whatever tools we use to do that, yeah, and if people, like the ladies that we're mentioning, like if you want to go back and listen to those episodes, you can because we, this is episode 90 <laughs> and we have a little catalog. So if you're new to the show um, and you want to, if you're interested in any of the gals we just mentioned, you can go back and you can look listen to any of them, of course. Um, but everyone recovers in a different way. And that's what I really like about our show that we're, um, I think it's hopeful to hear you know how it is and you can hear another woman that tells your story. Yeah. Um, and we're hoping that with all of this inventory, we've had, uh, you know, 
we had the token mail this year, but we had Daniel Blue on before and um, Chris Aguirre from the Sense Right Now podcast. So we have right. some men on there too. But um, yeah, over the holidays, especially, I mean, this is Christmas Eve. If you want to, if you're having a hard time or you're at a family function and you can go for a walk or something and if you want to hear, um, you know, another person's story and get some hope out of it, you can, you can definitely go back to the catalog of, of episodes we have. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we talked about this a million times, but podcasts saved my butt and yeah. the, my early, early uh, early in my recovery. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. <clears throat> I'm going to see Krista Tippett. Ooh. Yeah. Next year. Next year. I'm going to write that down. Oh, fun. Yeah. And uh, inspired by you. And I, I started listening to the, because you told me that, that those really helped mm-hmm. you. And in a way that I never thought I would ever be interested in hearing, um, you know, physicists talk. <laughs> Um, nothing against physicists, but I was like, huh. But Frank Wilczek, that episode that he did profoundly, profoundly, um, it, well, it helped me in school. I wrote a research paper on him. Like, I love how things just started springing and, and the connections we start making when we have the clarity and we're sober, right? And the oh, podcast yeah. really gets you thinking and, and introduced me to the poet you did, Marie Howe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love, I love, love her. Um, but yeah, that, that was a, that was a great podcast or so key in recovery for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just be forewarned if you get blubbery on her or you even shed a tear, she will act very uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) If I, on, on what? If you get to meet her, like oh, if, okay. if there's like a book signing where you get to be in close <laughs> oh, yes. proximity to her or why, you get why to, do you know this? You get to say hi or I don't know, tell her how much she means to you. Just expect her to have boundaries. Mm-hmm. Okay, Sandra. <laughs> Sounds like you know this firsthand. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> She's like, okay, security. Can you get this one for the uh, redhead in front? Hold next. on. <laughs> Wait, you're not a redhead anymore. You are a... Not right now. No. I'm in transition. in transition. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know what's going on, but... Okay. I will I will put that in my pocket. <laughs> I get too nervous to meet people who are famous. Do you? I would rather... Yeah. I would. I would not sign up for a book signing. It makes me too nervous. Oh, like interesting. I, I signed up for the thing to see Rob Bell before he did his Holy Shift tour. Uh huh. And I met Peter Rollins in the in the lobby, and I had uh-huh. to tell him how he helped change my ideas on God, and 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 then I just felt like a dork, like the biggest dork. And I, and then I didn't even buy a book of his. I mean, he's setting out his own books, doing his own merchandise. And I'm telling him how much he means to me, right? How much that talk with Rob on the series on God, episode 111, how much it meant. And I didn't buy a freaking book from the man because I was so nervous and stupid. So, yeah, because he's so handsome, too. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm a little I get a little tongue tied. So sometimes I, I was like, what was I thinking? What was I thinking? I well, yeah. <laughs> I got nothing else. <laughs> and then Rob was like doing a Q and A, and I couldn't even raise my hand and ask him a question. And I had plenty. 
But I couldn't. I just sat there going, I can't say anything. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You're really going to make me think about why I feel the need to put myself in front of people that I admire. Maybe I think that they, it's an ego thing or something. I don't know. They need to meet me. Maybe they, they really do. On you. <laughs> Actually, maybe your magic's going to, they're going to be lucky to meet you. Exactly. That's what it is. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of meeting people, we met a lot of Unruffled listeners this year. I know, I know. I actually had that in my list of things I was grateful for uh, for this year. Oh. We met so many of our listeners and so many just sober sisters, pe- women that I interact with on social media and and in our sober groups. That was really fun. We had yeah. we each had a women's circle. Oh, that's right. Our- Respective cities, and I met a lot of women there. I know you met women yeah. at yours. Yeah. Um, I went to the Bridge Club that Holly, um, that Hip Sobriety put together, or the Temper. I, I know that I can't, I don't know which one they're calling it right now, but um, in San Francisco and got to meet Unruffled, which was really great, um, which is where I met Nikki Hale, who came on our show as well. And that was just fun to connect the dots. And, um, and to meet people that are listening and that um, are enjoying, you know, what the women who are coming on the show have to say or meant yeah. to. It's not all women. It's meant to. Um, but, yeah, it's been nice, especially to also have people who are active in the Facebook group, our secret Facebook group. Um, to meet them in real life has been nice, too. Oh, it's been the best yeah. it was the best it was yeah. the it was my favorite experience of Aww. of recovers in LA was meeting meeting listeners and just meeting women in our Facebook group and in other Facebook groups that we're in that was so fun that was a highlight of of that whole week for me that weekend for me yeah yeah and um so so how do you want to do this do you want to do like a what you're grateful for for how do you, how do you have it in your mind that we're going to chat about this or should we just Oh, I don't going? know. I think going? we should just keep going. Okay. What did you tell tell us about what you what were your highlights for 2018 personally and creatively and in your recovery? Hey, Unruffled listeners, just popping in mid-show to remind you about our Patreon fundraising campaign. To date, we have produced over a year's worth of content and have over a quarter million downloads. We can hardly believe it. If you like what you've been hearing, you can be a patron of this show for as much as you'd like, even if it's just a dollar an episode. To donate, please go to www.patreon.com backslash the Unruffled podcast. Thank you for your continued support of the show. Now back to it. So yeah, there's a lot of things, but for um, for 2018 for creativity, I was I, I made a little list of things that kind of popped out to me, um, and some of them are intertwined with recovery. But I'll just stick to the biggie is my ceramics, and I kind of wanted to talk about that. Yeah, um, please. But at the beginning of this year, I signed on for a personal project of doing the Geographic, which was the painting series that I did that explored. Um, there were abstract paintings of landscapes of where I um, live and where I drank. And that was Bodega Bay and Valley Ford. And that was a really emotional project. Yet I didn't fully know how that was, how hard that was going to be for me, Sandra. I only know mm-hmm. that now in reflection. Like that was a big fucking, <laughs> what was I doing? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. I had my reservations for you that I think I gently shared, but you know, what exactly that was your journey and and you were going on it. And, um, and it, it was beneficial and I'm sure in some ways and you produced some amazing work from it. Yeah, it was good. It was interesting because I, I, I painted really big canvases, which I'd never done as big as, you know, four foot by four foot foot wooden panels or what I painted on. So much freedom in that, Sandra. I was trying to paint some small little five by five canvases the other day. And I'm like, what? There's no, it's, it's like once I make one stroke, okay, it's done. <laughs> like I really oh, right. loved having the movement and having, but I don't have this space in my studio to do big paintings. That's why I did it as an independent study at school. But like all things that I do creatively, it all helps my recovery or um, opens me up in my recovery or teaches me something about myself. So I'm glad I did it. But um, signing up to display it publicly, um, that was a part of the um, requirements for the independent study was that you have to either show in a little, I thought I would show in a little cafe like show in a coffee shop, I'd have a couple small paintings up when I started in January when I signed the contract. And then by the end of January, a friend of mine from the room said, um, do you want to do the show with me? We could share the show and it'll be at this little gallery in Guerneville. And I was like, well, that could work. And she really needed someone to help fill the walls because she, she'd done it many times there. And she was looking for, um, you know, she didn't know she could produce probably that much work. And she was just being generous, I think, to another woman in recovery. Right. And um, so I'm glad I did it all. I don't regret any of that. But the emotional toll it took on me, I I, um, I paused a lot of my work with my sponsor at that time because I was so into what I was doing. We talked on the phone and texted, but I, I wasn't really, quote unquote, working any program Um in terms of trying to read new literature, deepen my, deepen my work in the 12 step program that I'm in. Um, and I had a lot of mixed feelings about that. So, um, I can talk about that later. So that was good. I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I got it done. It showed me that I can do hard things. Right. Um, but it really ramped up my anxiety. And, um, when I had my, my panic attack in May, I think it was a culmination of a lot of emotions I was going through. So um, the next thing we did, though, was um, I, or while I was doing that, I was doing some other things. Like I published my gratitude book and uh, put together a women's circle with um, Natalie and Sasha Corellis. And I felt really good about that creatively. And I'm mm-hmm. really proud of us, Sandra, for doing the podcast every single week that we missed yeah I'm I'm I mean that is like a really you know I love accountability projects like I love being accountable for something um every day or every week and to be accountable with you and to kind of have that um every week to know that I was going to touch base with you too Sandra really helped me creatively and and in my recovery so I am really grateful for that Yes. Yes. Same. Same. I know. And, and then, you know, we certainly don't do it for validation or pats on the back, but sometimes it feels like we're doing, 
you know, kind of doing it in a vacuum until we get the feedback, right? Until somebody says, oh my God, this really, this episode really helped me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, just makes it all worth it. Yeah. And, And so that's like going on all year long and that's beautiful and I really enjoy it. I really appreciate the, that it's this touchstone to my week to talk to you and to to plan this thing and to make it and to put it out into the world. It feels really good. And, um, I need a ritual and routines in my life. Those really help me. And I feel like this is one that's like a joyful, um, a joyful one. Um, I did kind of, I, I've not been taking as many workshops cause I realized I was taking a lot of workshops and, um, I still like to learn from people, but I did take Amanda Grace's workshop this year, and I absolutely loved it. That was in September after she recovers, and the way she creates is way different than I create. Mm-hmm. And I was talking with her the other day, and I was like, so I'm like a little bit country, and you're a little bit rock and roll. Like, that's, we're like Donnie and Marie a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that about it, because I completely appreciate how she creates. And I love when she can get me to do that too. And so Mm -hmm. um, this will have already happened, but I'm taking her, her solstice um, journaling class on the solstice, a little ritual that she's teaching about, um, you know, saying goodbye to the dark and welcoming the light for, you know, when the solstice happens. So Hmm. nice. um, But the main thing, and this uh, has been the ceramics that I took this year. Um, it was suggested to me by my painting professor um, after my panic attacks that I take ceramics. And so what I did this fall semester was I dropped all of my other classes that I was taking, like political science, and I was going to be taking, I don't know, an agriculture class. <laughs> and I dropped those and only took ceramics, which felt really uncomfortable because I wanted to try to hurry up and get done with school. Mm-hmm. But I knew that how I was feeling, um, that I needed to take care of me. And that was a really hard decision, Sandra. I went back and forth going back and picking up those classes again, paying for them, and then refunding them and not taking them. (laughs) Like, it was all in August. I was, like, not sure what I was going to do. But when I took the class, um, if anyone thinks ceramics might be easy, I would like to dispel that myth that it is (laughs) easy. I just want to say that right up front. And we've had Patty Minix on the show, who is a ceramicist and makes beautiful, beautiful things. Mm-hmm. And when she had sent us those stones, those really beautiful ceramic stones, um, when I hold them in my hand, they're just so comforting and beautiful. And there was some kind of, like, I don't know, this is made from dirt. This is made from clay. And it can become this object of beauty. And... Um, my professor is Japanese, and I've shared on the show about him, and I would just write down things he would say, and I think that's a little bit what I wanted to share, Sandra. The evolution of going in there uh, and wanting to control things, I'm going to make this, and it's going to turn out like that, which is going to be perfect. Um, yeah, I want to make some bowls, and they're going to look like this. No, they're not. Actually, they're not. <laughs> they look nothing like this <laughs> Um, having preconceived notions, having expectations, having, um, wanting a desired result, all of those things I could relate to how I live my life and ceramics was going to be the thing that was going to teach me about that. I just didn't know it. 
right? I signed up to think it would be, oh, this is going to be kind of like meditative, going to be a meditative exercise. Right. Like watercolor or something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be real simple. I'm going to have total control, which was, so everything was the opposite of what I thought. Uh Um, Of course, you know, and I welcome that. Although, you know, while it's happening, it's hard to be uncomfortable. It's hard to do something you don't know how to do. Yeah. Really hard. So, um, so let's see. So I have some quotes from my professor and I call them Hiroshi-isms because that's his name is Hiroshi. And the very first day of class, he told us, um, you must lose your pride if you wish to succeed with ceramics. And that Mm. all I needed, all you need is confidence, not pride. And you must lose your ego. So mm. right there from mm-hmm. the first day, I was like, okay, I have more to learn from this man than just how to make a, right. a bowl or a cylinder. And he, he kept talking. So all the, all the terms with clay, like centering is key for, for clay. If you don't center your clay perfectly on the wheel or as perfectly as you can, I'm using that word. I probably shouldn't use that word. Um, but if you don't get it centered, you're off. It's going to be off. It's never going to get right, and you, it'll always be wobbly, and you'll never get back to like being having an equilibrium with it. You'll never get back. So you have to start off centered. And that, Sandra, the metaphor for that, right, of, of how I start my day became really important to me. And so I really focused on that while I was taking the class this year. And he mm. talked so much about being patient and being efficient and not just wasting your time and your energy. Like he says, I will teach you the most efficient way. And I know you will do whatever you want when you go to the wheel, (laughs) but I'm going to, I'm going to show you the most efficient way. And then I'm going to let you go do what you want to do. But when you need help, I'm going to teach you the most efficient way. And so he, you just had to keep coming back to him. Can you show me again? Can you show me again? Mm -hmm. And he just let us fail miserably sometimes and I loved that so much. Um, so he talked yesterday at the close of class that if you seek perfection, then ceramics is is probably not for you. And mm-hmm. he didn't say that at the beginning of the class. I noticed he saved that for the last day of the class. And I thought mm, about that. Right. He, he probably, he'd probably said have that. the class left, probably. <laughs> right? Yeah. Or I would feel okay. maybe... Like, for me (laughs) over um and then he talked about how it is a meditation and he talked about how acceptance acceptance should be the mantra um, when you're working with ceramics and i just it clicked so much because it reminded me of the little wallet card you know that 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 you get in the rooms about acceptance um Mm -hmm. what is it and acceptance is the answer to all my problems today When I am disturbed, mm-hmm. it is because I find some person, place, or situation, some fact of my life, unacceptable to me, and I can find no serenity until I accept that person, place, or thing, or situation to be exactly as it's supposed to be in that moment. That was ceramics in a nutshell for me. <laughs> like, you had to accept mm-hmm. what was. I could not control the situation. You know, I tried really hard, Sandra. <laughs> I just... Um, the clay was in charge and that, that was a new concept to me. That was like, it made me just think about what I'm not in charge of in the world. 
and how much mm-hmm. control Which I have. Mostly everything. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So it was like he um he talked a lot about at the very, very end, like the last thing he said, like, again, he's like this, my Zen master teacher. It's like, mm-hmm. he talked about how the you, the gift, um, the gift of the fire can elevate a piece into anything, into a thing of beauty. Mm. And that the gift is always in the fire. It's not in your piece before it goes to the fire. It's not when you're waking it, you're making it on the, the wheel. That's not the gift of the clay. Like the gift is the fire and it's going to transform it into a thing of beauty. Now, you may not think it's beautiful at the end, and um, a lot of people didn't, you know, when we were doing our critiques yesterday. He says, but that's the gift. You know, it's how you perceive it. If it, You have to learn um, to not be attached to the outcome. If you're attached right. to the outcome, you're most likely unsatisfied with your pieces. And you can mm-hmm. see that by people with how they critique themselves. Right, which is a lesson that you can carry through to everything. Yeah. Yeah. So that was to know that the gift is always in the fire. That reminded me of my recovery. That reminded me of when I was at my darkest, that was a gift. I mean, and how we kind of, um, get forged in the fire, I think, um, is, or or cured or how, whatever the term is for ceramics, but how that, that starts happening, that glaze gets hardened and it becomes really beautiful. And he, he, he talked about how, um, our defects are what actually make us really beautiful. Um, he was talking about a bowl, but I took it as he was talking about a person. <laughs> like my defects that I think, um, I actually can turn them into something positive. You know, if I'm judgy, I can practice discernment. So the whole class, the whole semester, my notebook, I'm the only one taking notes in that class because everything he said resonated with me as a person in recovery too. And as mm. just a human being, you know, it really, mm. it hit home. It hit home. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What a, what a cool experience that you wouldn't have, you never would have guessed going into it, I'm sure. No. I thought it would be really laid back. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was not laid back, Sandra, but it was, um, it was just an invitation every time I went in there to learn something about myself. And I find that Mm -hmm. with a lot of art. But like he said yesterday, he said, if you're a painter, you probably have a hard time with ceramics because you can paint exactly what you want to paint. In ceramics, you can't do that. Okay, well, that was a lot about me. I want to hear about you. Okay. What was, well, your, what was your gratefulness or creativity for 2018 when you looked back? Like what was, what stood out to you? Yeah. Again, I mean, just listening to you talk about your big lessons. I didn't, I don't know if I had a really big one, but I had a lot of little ones. I did. Um, I mean, going back to January, I did birth my, my daily reflections ebook into the world. And I had a lot of gratitude uh, around that. And I still am proud of it. And I still feel like it's probably the best wisdom I have to share about cultivating a creative practice. It's so good. I mean, Sandra, 365 days worth of prompts and and, and gleanings and just, I love it. I love it so much. And I hope, I hope that everybody wants to buy that again. 
you know, the people, we have a lot of new listeners and I hope that, I hope that um, they check it out if you want to tell them more about it. Yeah, it's on my site. It's on um, my site, The Unruffled. There's a bar at the top that you can click on that takes you right to it and it's $12 and it's an ebook and you get a link to download it onto your computer. Um, I still may make some hard copies of it. I haven't done that yet. I'll be honest. Um, I'm dragging my feet for whatever reason, but, um, I still might make some, I, I still might have a few hard copies available, uh, to buy. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> well, when we were talking with Jackie Manti, um, that's what I was thinking about. You know, she's another author that we had on here. That's that, right. Um, you know, she, when she talked about self-publishing and then she found a publishing house. Again, I still don't know how it all works. Um, but your book would be perfect in a hard, in a hardcover or hardback form or soft cover book. You know what I mean? I think it would be a perfect, uh, book to start a morning routine. I know, I know. And I'm a more analog person too myself. So I get it. If, um, consumers don't always reach for their phone or their computer when they're doing like a daily reflections practice. I get it. Cause I, I, again, I'm an analog person. I like a book or a journal or a pen, but just know that, um, you can always open it up with your journal. Um, because there's a lot of writing prompts in it and it's just, um, and you can, you can revisit it. It's not something that you have to do every day starting January 1. You can kind of drop yeah. in and out of it. Yeah, I like I like that you can just do it whenever you whenever you feel like it. I have to I had it out for a long time. I'm just looking on my phone right now, Sandra, because I I just struggle with knowing how to read things on my phone. I'm not, you know, super tech savvy like we've talked about in here, but I, surely I can figure this out. Um but I don't know why it's not in here. Oh, oh, there it is. No, I yeah. have it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just haven't downloaded it to, to be available. I think that is so clever to have it on your phone because you could just have your practice. I mean, everybody has their phone nearby. This is how you could use it for good. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, yeah, I know for me, my phone, because I have an Android, my phone has like a, it has like a downloads folder or something. I don't know how it is on a, on a iPhone, but yeah. It's just an yeah. app. It's for iBooks. So, um, oh, there you go. Yeah. So you just click on it, and I was trying to get to today's day. I wanted to see what it said. I can't. Oh yeah. yeah I don't know what it says. I don't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I haven't. Um, but when I was thinking earlier about going, um, having it printed, and you know, and I again, I still might do that through like blurb books or whatever. Isn't that what the program that you used? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty intuitive. But um, it forced me to go back to look through because then I thought, well, maybe I should edit it because I really didn't properly edit it. And there are some typos. So anyway, thank you for every thank you to everyone who has the ebook, who hasn't uh, highlighted the typos. <laughs> I, really I have typos it. in mind, but that was part I of know the they're practice. there. <laughs> That's just part of like putting some art out into the world. It's not perfect, right? It's not perfect. So, it is not perfect. But here's December 24th's prompt from your book. May I? Yes. <laughs> Wait. Yes. December 24th. Yes. yes. Go ahead. I have a guiding light within me. The prompt is we all do. 
It isn't reserved for a special segment of the population. It's not magic or voodoo or woo. You may as well give her a name, like Claire or Sue. What is your guiding light's name? I love that. Oh, that is a good word, is it? I love that. Oh, what's my guiding light's name? Okay, I'm going to have to think about that. Maybe at the end of the pod, right? I'll have a name for you. <laughs> I like Madge. Madge. I like Madge. Madge. A that's a good one, Madge. All right. That's Good old it. Madge. You know, Madge is a wise woman. I, I, <laughs> I know this about Madge. Anyone named Madge is a very wise woman. That's right. I like. She's her. gonna, she's gonna guide you well. That just popped up out of. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Okay, well, your book is yeah. Okay, so that's only one thing. That was the beginning of the year, and you worked so hard on that, Sandra. And I was so impressed. I have to say, I was so impressed with you. I did. I did. I was thinking about, again, this will come, this will resurface in, when we talk about our tools at the end, but I was thinking about, I got it just, I feel so expansive right now during the holidays and it's because I'm not trying to, to publish an ebook. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, and I made a ton of kimonos. I should have gone back to count how many kimonos I made and sold, but it was a lot. It was a lot. I'll be doing that, of course, you know, when it comes maybe tax time or whatever, but I made and sold a ton of kimonos. And thank you to everyone who's bought a kimono for me. Thank you to everyone who has taken a photo of themselves in a kimono that I, that you bought for me. I really appreciate it. I love seeing them out in the wild. And I don't know if I say that enough. So, uh, if you wear one, take a photo and send it to me. I'd love it. You don't have to post it on social media. You can just send, you can PM, DM me, <laughs> DM no. me. But I love seeing your kimonos out in the wild too. Mm -hmm. You can just, you just know it's one of your designs like immediately. I love it. Oh, I love it. That's a song uh, right there. Uh -huh. So I did that. Um, what else did I do? I, I revamped my website and that was a, that was a big deal. Um, because I, I, not that it wasn't good before my website was fine, but it felt good to revamp it and make it feel like it was more of a reflection because we pivot yeah. and grow and evolve and, um, and of course, our websites, if you have one, sh you know, should reflect that. But I don't, I'm not a person, I will sit, I'm not a furniture rearranger. I will sit with the same thing for a long time, even though I felt like, feel like I've grown out of it just because I don't know, it's not a priority sometimes, but it felt really good to uh, redo my website and it just feels more of a, ref still feels more of a reflection of where I am creatively. Yeah, I love the images that you added, Sandra, and it does. It feels just how it's organized and the fonts you used and just the, um, it's it definitely a go in there and it's like, it's you. Thank you. It's a yeah. reflection of you. Yeah. Thank you. I still, I still like it. I still like it. I'm still satisfied with it. Um, this year uh, in 2019, uh, I'm finally going to have someone I'm going to hire someone to make a logo for me. That's something I've dragged my feet on forever because I think, well, I'm an artist. I should be able to draw my logo, but I'm not a, I don't make logos. So I need to give it up. 
I had a nice conversation. I, I met with Jill Henning, one of our listeners, and um, when I was in Phoenix last weekend, and I told her the same thing. I'm like, I feel like I could do it, but I can't. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, and that's why it's not our career. That's why we don't do that for a living. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't just other mean low- people. Yeah, other people are really good at it. The yeah. people that that you know do branding and design logos. They're, they're good at that for a reason. Absolutely. Absolutely. I need, so I need to let somebody else do that. Um, and that's, so that's something I'm going to work on also. Yeah. A couple other things. We'll talk about that in the, the next podcast that we record together. But, um, I did read a ton of books too, and oh. I certainly don't want to discount that. I read so many books this year. You Again, a big reading I, summer, right? I did. I don't have a, I don't have a count. I don't know how many, but I read a ton of good books this year. Um, still have stacks. Don't think that they aren't stacked all over my house, the unread books, but I did read it. I did make a good dent. And, um, yeah, I don't know. You know, I saw a lot of art and a lot of music and a lot of theater and spent a lot of time with my family, which, felt right and good played a lot of scrabble this um, this year <laughs> and i feel good about that too <laughs> i love it i'm afraid to play scrabble with you <laughs> should be no yeah <laughs> you, you really actually should be afraid of playing scrabble with my husband so oh. if he tries to wedge into a game just just say no <laughs> yeah in 20 years i've i've won once and it was on we play every year on christmas day and um we play other times, but mainly that's what we do on Christmas Day usually. And um, my husband historically wins. And there was one year that I won. And he is not a very good loser. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we were just, we had a good time with it, me and Grady. We kind of, we teased him about that. But yeah, that I love how you get together with your mom a lot and play Scrabble, right? Yep. Yeah. That's what we do when we see each other. We play Scrabble. And, um, yeah, that is making up for some lost time with my mom, that's for sure. But that's that's a whole nother podcast. But anyway, it's been really that's been actually a highlight of my of my year. It's on the list. So excellent. <laughs> Lots of gratitude for Scrabble. Um you know, what what else? I, I think that that's those are probably the big the big things. That's, those are the boxes I've checked okay. this year. I have something you've forgotten, I think. Did I? Do, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you what was important about your 2018. No, I okay. want to no, ask you, you, you. You spent a lot of time writing and really I enjoying. Did. You got in a real great groove with Spike's writing group, right? I sure did. Yeah, yeah I did. I did self-publish a lot of writing. I, uh, I think I kind of let my blog go. I was looking back at that sort of at the beginning of the year and maybe even the end of 2017. But, um, I've published a lot of blog posts that I'm proud of. You're right. And I have done a ton of writing and a lot of it I haven't published even. It's Mm. just kind of still, I'm still editing and playing around with some pieces that, and some I'm saving, I think, because I want to, I, um, you know, there could be a book in, in me. Mm-hmm. So can I ask you about process on that real quick? Yeah. So when you write 
because I'm, I'm, I'll tell you why I'm asking this after you answer, but when, when you write and you're saying you have things that aren't published, where do you, where do those live? Uh, in Google in Docs. Google. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't have one of those fancy Scribner. I don't use Scribner or any oh, one yeah. of those other fancy programs. Um, maybe if I was writing a big piece, mm-hmm. I, I would probably get something. What was the one, um, Andrea Owen suggested? Oh, it was called Om Writer, which I still have on my list of maybe, you know, if I feel like I need it. Okay. It's called Om Writer, O-M Writer. I I just get, um, so here's the weird, I I actually think it's a good thing for me. So I, I struggle to write. I, I'm not a trained writer. I don't, didn't go to school to learn. I, in English, in high school, it was like we read magazines and did a lot of speech my junior and senior year. So I don't really feel like I got a whole lot of English in me. And my freshman year of college, my professor ended up getting committed because he was a little crazy. And mm. he, poor guy, he thought he was levitating. He would only want us to write about aliens and Martians. I'm not mm. kidding. I'm not kidding. And mm. he would throw paper clips all around the room. Because mm. you always could use a paperclip, he said, and wherever in his oh. house it was that way. So he was going through a psychotic break of some sort. Oh, Didn't learn guy. a whole lot of English in there except for creative writing. I did learn a lot about being creative in his class, actually, because he was very creative. But so when I write things, Sandra, I put them, put them in Google or I put them in pages and then they die there. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I do it and it's almost like it needs to get out of me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's good that I can do that and get it out of me, but I don't go back. You don't revisit them? Not really. No, they're all there kind of in half done form. And that makes me really uncomfortable. And then I was just like, oh, well, I guess I just needed it out. Mm-hmm. And so I, I guess I don't have that desire to put it all together, but it makes me not want to write because I don't want to add more to the mess. <laughs> Of what oh, I got going right. on in there. So I'm like, oh, I already, I mean, anyhow, I was just curious how you did it. So you, you do a Google Doc and, yeah. and, and then you go and back and revisit I try and to, it. I try to title them. I mean, even though it's just a working title, uh-huh. I still try to title them because for me, especially the vignettes, they all go underneath one umbrella. So there's like one central theme that connects them all okay. together. And so then that's helpful for me. And then I, and then I have a working title on each so I can go back. And then some of them I've workshopped, but I'm still not totally happy with them. Mm -hmm. So I'll just hang on to them and keep chewing on them for a while until, um, and they're good enough to publish, to self publish on my website, or I've just hung on, I'm just hanging on to them because I, Again, you know, I think some of them, I don't know, could maybe be better served in a book. Okay, that helps me. So I don't title anything. And that's Mm. why I think it feels a little messy and overwhelming. So you title the piece, but then do you have a folder that says vignettes? Uh, well, that would mean I would be organized. Uh, (laughs) no, but I know, I know that I know what they are, you know, like I know, I know where they belong in my head. All right. All right. I'm going to go do a little organization. But yeah, if you, yeah, if you put them in a folder, then you would in t- and just title them. Yeah. You could go back to them. And especially because a lot of, a lot of thoughts that I want to write about, I've written about before 
months and usually, mm-hmm. or I've maybe, I can go back and see that I, oh, I began to explore this thought here. Mm-hmm. And so if I title, you know, if you title it, then you can say, oh yeah, I was writing about grace here. I could go back and revisit those words and maybe complete that thought and publish okay. it. That's so helpful, Sandra. Thank you. That's why I wanted to ask. I just, um, that. thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Because when I see yeah. it all just kind of bunch of words on a page with no title and I've forgotten what it was that I was writing it's too I, I don't even want to read my own work I'm just like oh like gross I just <laughs> I don't want to go in there I don't want to dive in well and I mean some things are word vomit but I'll tell you I I mostly save the word vomit for my actual journals that I use a you know that I my actual physical journals okay that I just, and that's where I just really stream of consciousness sometimes. Okay, that's the morning pages or things like that? Kind of. Kind I mean, of. I don't I do not do uh, morning pages consistently anymore, but, you know, the shower epiphanies or whatever, uh-huh. I definitely will go and just like, bleh, just write those out as fast as I can because I'll forget oh, usually, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, always. I mean, hello, I'm like... I'm on fast track to the big five. Oh, I forget. <laughs> I forget that those brilliant thoughts that I have right. in the shower, <laughs> the shower in the car. I mean, uh-huh. in the car, I'm like, I'm going to forget this. So I take a lot of voice messages that I never go back and listen to. So yeah, there's a thing with me of this releasing, but I think if I could go back and excavate, that's another project. Okay. Anyhow, I'm, thank you for sharing. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, because you did a lot of writing, I know, and I love reading. I did. I thank you for bringing that up again. I have. I it makes me very uncomfortable to 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 pat myself on the back, but I did do a lot of writing. You're right. I'm giving you a gold star right now. Thank you. I appreciate it. (laughs) I can receive the gold star from someone else. Um, I, I guess that's it. I mean, I I've. Physically, I, I will throw this in because we often don't mention our bodies, like Shelley Rickenbach pointed out to you. Um, I physically, I, f- I felt better this year than I had in a while. Um, from your diet or from? I think just, I've just been tweaking, I've, I have been tweaking my diet Um I feel like I have a pretty good exercise movement routine, whatever that is. It's not like I do CrossFit or anything. Not that there's anything wrong with CrossFit, but, and I've obviously admitted that I don't do daily yoga, but I do move my body daily, almost daily. And, um, I'm still eating pretty clean, pretty much plant-based, uh, and, I just feel physically feel really good. Like my hormones, I haven't had them checked. I haven't had a need to have them checked this year because they feel imbalanced. I haven't had a single hot flash. Um, I haven't, I haven't had too many emotional meltdowns that feel hormonal. You know, you can sometimes tell the difference. I haven't had any of those. And so I'm just sitting here bragging and then I will have a complete. So good. Well, I'm going to brag on you a little bit because, or or compliment you, um, that picture that you used or that Natha used when you were on her podcast recently, what is her podcast called again? It's called, um, stars. 
<laughs> really bad. Not that. Don't hate us. Don't hate us, not that we're trying. My we're going to look it up, Nata. <laughs> Hang on. Yeah, we're, we're just <laughs> scrolling our phones right now, Nata. I don't want to forget. Uh, uh, Star yeah. Narratives. Thank you. The podcast. Star Narratives. <laughs> that picture of you just embodies complete just serenity clarity beauty um it does embody your 2018 you just uh, you look really at peace and it just looks i put i took that that i took that picture on my fourth um sobriety birthday oh yeah Mm -hmm. yeah you look you embody it It looks it looks good on you Thank you. Thank you. I feel my skin feels good. You know, I haven't, I haven't felt the need to get Botox or anything. I mean, I'm sure that, and again, there is absolutely nothing wrong with getting inject things injected into your face. I really don't have a big opinion about it. Um, but I, I just, I feel good. I physically feel good. Yeah. And I haven't been able to say that. Um, even, you know, after a couple of years of sobriety, I didn't really totally feel physically great. Um, it took some time, but I do now mm. approaching five years, you know, in 2019, I physically feel good. Yeah. Same. I would say the same for my skin is like night and day from what it used to be. So that took a long time. I had been drinking yeah. for a long time, right. And abusing my body and my skin, um, for so long, my hair, yeah. my hair, you know, like my hair was falling out so much at the end of my drinking. Um, I just remember just handfuls and handfuls of, well, cause I wasn't healthy. I mean, I was poisoning my body. Um, but my cystic acne and my neck and all of that kind of stuff. I, um, that's part of my morning routine when I get up and I, it's part of my evening routine. I really try to take care of my face now. And um, because I did not when I was drinking, I went to bed. However, I went to bed. Well, exactly, exactly. And and you know, but and and even the first year of my sobriety, I mean, I ate chocolate covered, dark chocolate covered almonds by the handfuls. (laughs) I was raisins. By the handfuls. Yeah. And so if you're in early sobriety and you're like, holy shit, I cannot get a handle <laughs> on this. Uh, you, you will eventually, you will, you'll come to the end of that rope and go, okay, I can't, I cannot, you know, eat gobs of chocolate covered almonds anymore or whatever, yeah. you know, is, is helping you get through those first 12 months. Um, it'll happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to see it because, um, yeah, as slowly as, as the progression happened with my drinking, you know, it takes a while it's slowly to get well and to have your body get realigned, you know, get just adjusted everything, your hormone levels, like you said, and your face, my face, not your face, my face, just um, being hydrated again. Yes, you know? just like being I so, hydrated. I was so parched for so, like, so long. I know my husband, <laughs> my husband was like, so you, you, do you not have any interest? Cause we were t- kind of riffing on some of maybe some people, some women in our friend group that may or may not have had a little work done on their face. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't have a huge, I don't have a lot of opinions about that, but, um, 
he was asking me if I was interested in that. And I said, you know, the, the biggest, the best facelift I gave myself was just being hydrated. Now I'm just hydrated. Yeah. Yeah. I no longer, um, you know, pucker myself with, with booze. Yeah. Hydrated for sure. For sure. Um, so uh, anything else, Sandra? Mm-mm. No, not no. That's it. That's it. I was going to touch a little bit just on recovery since the podcast is about creativity and recovery. And I mean, I know we're kind of doing that already as we're kind of flowing through things. But um, I just want to share with the listeners, uh, because we have a, a little bit of sobriety. I have, it'll be four years in February. Um. But I didn't work with my sponsor very much this year. And um, we were going to delve into sex inventory work, which we chatted with Amy Dresner a little bit on an episode that we did with her uh, about my hesitance. And um, she really helped me um, realize just kind of like how you do with the fourth step. Like, like I'm going to I'm going to um, find a peace with myself. I'm going to forgive myself from my past. And I didn't think I had anything to share. You know, I didn't think there was any problems in that department, but there are. And uh, by doing a sex inventory, I thought that would be really helpful. Um, I skipped it when I did the fourth step the first time around. When I started experiencing the stress of the geographic show and the work I was doing with that, I told my sponsor that I wanted to stop like doing that work. And she was fine with that, of course, as a good sponsor is. She's like, you know, follow, follow what you need to do. Um, but when I stopped that, Sandra, I really kind of stopped all work with my sponsor. I didn't. Um, we would text and see each other at meetings, but I did not. We weren't doing anything. Haven't really done anything all year. So I, um, I worked with other women instead and kind of poured myself into that, which helped me. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was good. I just wanted to be transparent about that. I mean, I go to a ton of meetings, but I had a, a part this year where I was, I had to go inward a little bit and, and, um, and distance myself a little bit so I could see how I felt about things. Um, that- well, and, and, you know, I mean, if we're getting technical, <laughs> we're talking about 12 steps specifically AA, you know, a sponsor's job is to take a person through the steps. I mean, that's, that's their job Uh now. And once you get through the steps, you know, you're not actually ever done. You're always working the steps. So, um, so your relationship does change. I think a little bit with your sponsor after you go through the steps Uh the first time. Yeah. Um, and, and then, and then you get to define whatever that relationship is, I think. Yeah, I um I just felt like we didn't finish the steps because I skipped that sex inventory. Mm. And there are a few people I still need to make amends to. So I feel um not complete. I feel um well, like you said, you're always working them. You're never not working them, right? So Yeah, you're never done. To do them. There's always going to be amends that you left off and uh, yeah. I mean, I think yeah. Yeah. But um so that was 2018. Uh, when we do our New Year's episode, I have more thoughts on for next year. But um, in terms of recovery, uh, I'm still texting her. I'm still working with other women. And that keeps me kind of tethered to the program. So mm-hmm. um, going to She Recovers LA was a really big um, highlight for me. 
and I really enjoyed listening to all of the speakers. I enjoyed um, rooming with you and Natalie, and I enjoyed doing the gratitude workshop with Shelly there. They had the opportunity to try to get over my fear of public speaking and yeah, and just getting up on a tiny little stage, right, to do that. Um, and just felt really supported that whole weekend um, and held by the women, by you and Nat. And um, I really, I loved making the new connections that I made there. Like Mandy from Love Sober Podcast, I loved connecting with her. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing Erin Shaw Street, meeting her in person. Like I, there was, I mean, there, uh, too many people to name. It was it's too Ste- many. Stephanie who drove us to our events and connecting with her. Like I just mm-hmm. loved it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had a really big breakthrough with forgiveness this year with um, forgiving my dad. And that felt like a gift I gave myself, you know, and I got that from going to a refuge recovery meeting, which I've shared in a past episode. And so that I guess why I wanted to share that was just that stay open, like staying open. Um, I'm learning from all over, the, you know, all these different places now. Right. Because there's no finish line. There is no finish line. You're going to, your recovery is going to keep every year. It's going to evolve. It's going to, it's going to be like a, like a sponge, you know, it's going to soak up more things Mm -hmm. and it's going to keep, it's going to keep growing and evolving. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think like around July, so uh, um, I had six panic attacks this year and around July 1st, I'd had a couple by then. I really committed to a morning routine, Sandra, in a way that I hadn't before. I might've called it a routine, but it was just like a loose, oh, I had tea, <laughs> you know, I got up and got the coffee on or something, you know, like I didn't have a dedicated morning routine. And that's so- my routine. <laughs> <laughs> describing my okay that's your quote-unquote routine (laughs) but for me to kind of um I had the luxury and I do get to work from home and my husband is the primary breadwinner so I know I am lucky and it is a whatever whatever language you want to put to it I but I had the time this summer to really dig in and find teachers that spoke to me and to have a morning routine to ground me. And that really, really, really ha- has helped these last six months of the year um, for me to manage my anxiety and those panic attacks and to um, really give me that emotional sobriety that we recently talked about, kind of that foundation of calmness and centeredness um, for the day. And I have to do it every day for it to work. Because if mm-hmm. I do a couple, I'm a little squirrely probably these last couple days because I haven't done it. I've been traveling. Um, I know what I need to do, though. So I'm probably going to go do that. Um, but anyhow, I had great teachers this year. And um, and in that, I mean, just like meditation and and the prayer book by Pixie Lighthorse that I read every day. And um, yeah, just trying to get a little of the woo in my life, too, was a really big that to stay open to that crystals and you know uh carrying them around and using essential oils and um I don't know I just I was more open than I've ever been and I hope Mm. that continues I hope that continues but that has helped my recovery to be open-minded I feel Mm. like that's what changed in 2018 for me I became a little more open and a little less judgy about those things 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you? What about you for 2018? Does anything stick out or? Um, you know, as far as recovery, I mean, I think we talked about a lot of that on the before the relapse mm-hmm. issue for me. Uh, rel- I'm sorry, before the relapse um, episode. Episode. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Words um, <laughs> for me. Uh, you know, I think, I think in 2018, I probably did get someone complacent, even though I felt good and positive, uh, about my recovery. I didn't feel like I was moving close to a drink or anything of uh, anything of that nature. And I certainly do a lot of self-exploration and, you know, I do, I do a lot of service work. Um, I, I all, you know, I, every day talk to a woman in recovery, you know, even if it's just a quick text or Facebook comment or DM, I talk to a woman in recovery every day. So I'm constantly reminded that I am a person in recovery. Um, I certainly don't walk around, uh, thinking that I've, that I'm cured or, you know, that I, that I don't, um, have this problem. Um, but there had, there was some complacency, I think. And I still actually, if I'm being honest, I'm still kind of formulating my thoughts about it and they're not even quite complete. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that there is, again, like I was saying, I think there is, you know, our recovery isn't going to look the same every year. It's just not. Yeah. Um, if we are evolving, it's not going to look the same every year. That, that's, that doesn't scare me now, you know, like that, yeah. that seems like almost like a, I look forward to that. Mm-hmm. Where I don't yeah. know if I thought that when I first stopped drinking. I just thought that the future looked scary and was going to be boring. But now I actually know that by us doing this work, Sandra, any in any way that you do it, um, you're going to grow. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and, and what that will take on, what I will take on or what that will look like for 2019, it remains to be seen. And I'm super excited about that. Um, I think it, I, if I can predict, I think it's going to include, uh, more offline connection than online connection Mm -hmm. for me. And, um, because I know that I need it. I know that my tendency is to isolate. That is just my natural tendency. Mm -hmm. So to connect um, in real life uh, takes a lot of effort on my part. Well, I wish for more of that for you. Thank you. you Yeah, you, um, everybody loves you, Sandra. They do. (laughs) They do. And uh, I hope you can receive that. Well, thanks, friend. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. Well, I think things, I mean, it's like I said, it's going to be Christmas Eve when this airs. And I feel like it's been a really beautiful year. I don't, 
I know even though hard things happen throughout the year and ups and downs, whatever, but I don't, I don't feel that about this year. I don't have this year. Um, I'm like happy to close it, content, satisfied, I guess. Mm-hmm. Very satisfied. Yeah. And there's nothing yeah, that's that, a I, good... that I long for right now. I feel met and fulfilled and all of that. Like there's, of course, fun ideas I have because the ideas never stop coming. Right, Sandra? No, no. I left that off that I generated a lot of freaking ideas in 2018. I want to hear about, let's talk about those. They don't all, yeah, on our next episode, come to fruition. But, (laughs) you know, that's okay. Sometimes they are, they're ideas that are tucked away and they resurface. Yeah, they're incubating right now. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so should we wrap this up? I mean, we've talked about a ton of stuff, I know, but I think um, we have. I yeah. think we've kept you guys long enough. Do we are we gonna share tools today? Yeah, let's do I have quick tools. Okay. So for me, I do too. Okay. All right. Um so this is the part of the show. If you're new and uh you haven't listened to us before, this is the part of the show uh where we share three items and we call it from our unruffled toolbox. So something that keeps us sane, <laughs> calm, non-agitated. It could be either from a creative place or for, uh, or it can relate to sobriety. So Sandra, what's your, what's your first one? Well, my first one is volunteering and just making things, um, making gifts. We'll, we'll call it making gifts this morning. Yes. So for instance, uh, this morning I made, um, peppermint bark for Chloe's teachers, which I have never done by the way. So I don't want anyone to think that I am (laughs) the mom that always makes, uh, teacher gifts because I don't. Um, I mean, I'll give monetarily to the big teacher gift. Always do that. But as far as like just little treats and stuff, I don't, I don't, um, often do that. But, and I was thinking about, um, when I was writing that down as a tool, I was thinking again about what the difference was. And I think it's because yes, I have let go of all productivity (laughs) this this holiday season, which, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, my bank account maybe it's suffering a bit for that, but um, you have space. I, I did. I gave myself some space, and it feels expansive. It really does. Um, well, it's when you're interesting. A book at the end of the year, Sandra. Yeah, that took up some time last year. <laughs> it certainly did, and and it just a time just feels endless right now. Good. It feels so expansive. Like we have a whole week before. I'm sorry, we're recording this a week before Christmas, so um, not to confuse you guys, but <laughs> uh, I was I just have. You know, it just seems like endless. The time seems endless right now. And it's yeah. because I'm just not packed with trying to be productive. So that's it. Um, what peppermint bark recipe do you use? I used this year, I used um, Tracy from Shutter Beans. Oh, good. Peppermint bark. Yeah, because I saw she put Rice Krispies in it. And I thought, Ooh. oh, well, how fun is that? Well, Rice Krispies? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's just, you know, white chocolate, um, but it's got rice krispies in it. So it's crunchy. I'm gonna have to try that. I, for, so for a decade, I was the mom making the teacher, Sandra. (laughs) I know you said you were not surprised by that. that. (laughs) Um, but I use Molly Weisenberg's, um, did you ever read the Orangette blog, Orangette? 
I do remember that blog. Yeah, Molly Weisenberg. I loved her. I read her books. Um, and uh, I still follow her on Instagram. And she's doing actually a workshop with Tracy from Shutterbane in New Mexico. Oh, cool. Uh, next year at some time. Um, and she's a podcaster. She podcasts about food with another guy on NPR. But I used her recipe, and it is so good, and everyone loves it. And um, how is it different? What's in? I mean, there's not only so many ingredients. Yeah, it's just white chocolate, dark chocolate, um, and um, the little tiny candy canes that you mash up. That's yeah. It. There's not. There's mm. nothing too crazy. I'm sure it's. Mm-hmm. It was from Bon Appetit. She used to write for Bon Appetit for a while, and mm. so it was a recipe I got out of there. And uh, oh, I'm sorry, that's not true. I use her meatball recipe from Bon Appetit. It was from just her blog, Orangette. Yeah, yeah. And it was just good and easy. And um, I started doing that with Grady for teachers and and for the you know the UPS guy. Since I live in a small town, we really know our same UPS driver that's been on the coast for you know fifteen years. So I always do it for him or the postmistresses. And I um, I did not do that this year. Mm-mm. Well. You know, that's okay. It's all right. The world is not going to fall apart. No, they're not even going to know. They're not even going to remember. <laughs> um, sorry, I hijacked your 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 thing. Your no, that's okay. Um, yeah. I'll do mine real quick. It's um, My tool is to uh, – I was thinking how I did my tools was uh, 2018. And I wanted to just share something that maybe somebody else could use that might help them. Um, I would encourage people to take a workshop. Uh, some years I, I take too many workshops and then I'm like it, but I'm always trying to figure out what lands with me. And I was just thinking about this when I was doing all that writing on the plane, like do something that, that excites you, something that fills you up, something that like, I, I signed up for a, a, a workshop with Pixie Lighthorse that I'm taking next year and, okay. um, just something to look forward to, you know, it's a little treat for yourself. They don't have to be expensive. I mean, a lot of our friends and, I know you and I are working on a project, Sandra, and I'm working on some solo projects about online courses. And it's like, you know, they're not very expensive. You can do it from the comfort of your home. So sign up to do something, like just for yourself. I think that's a great tool. I agree. And I have signed up for things for January too, and I'm saving them for our next um, podcast. Okay. uh, When I record, yes, but I have signed up for some fun things I can't wait to share. So anyway, that's a, that is a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Okay. Well, my second one is easy and it's just family time. We've had lots of weekends together and, you know, especially since my father-in-law passed away, we've just, we've just spent a lot of time together just the four of us and it's been really nice oh I like that yeah um my second thing was um again this is because I was going through all of the things on my computers um to take photos document your life I I call this proof of life I I find you can do that with um photos and with um writing you know start a blog you know, do some, some find find some way to have proof of your life. It doesn't have to be broadcast to the world. It can be just for you. Um, I have found great comfort and a lot of um, peace by writing my life story down. And if anybody else reads it and gets something from it, great. But mainly, it's for me. Yeah, um, that's why I do that. So I would I, proof of life. A, a couple of things fall into there: taking more photos of your life, journaling, or starting a blog. That's a really good one. That's a great one. Um, Okay. Well, then my last one, 
um, should not be any surprise because I keep referencing it, but I'm plotting <laughs> 2019 and that is really fun to sit oh. down and plot the coming year. Yes. You do that, set goals. Yes. Um, I call it, I, I'm a better dream setter than a goal setter or mm. I need to get better. Maybe it's setting actionable steps towards a big dream goal, but, um, but, you know, I'm a work in progress. Um, but just plotting 2019, I've been doing a lot of that. It's really fun. Um, I will share with you maybe later, but I'll mention it really quick, as I know a couple of our listeners are in the inner coaching um, program that I do with Tiffany Hahn. She talks about the Fibonacci method. Do you know about that, Sandra? Yeah, I know. Well, I know it in regards to, like, science yeah. and so- art. Yeah. So you can yeah. apply it to your dream. Uh-huh. So the Fibonacci oh, Fibonacci sequence. So basically think of it like a fern, right? A little tiny mm-hmm. fern that's super tight and it's going to unfurl. So when it's completely unfurled, that is your dream. But you have to start with the very zero plus one is what it is. So you start with nothing and then you have your one idea, actionable step. And then you... Are, mm-hmm. So zero plus one is one. And then you do one plus one is two. So you do the two mm-hmm. in the next step and that equals it bigger. And then this, the fern starts to unfurl. And then it's one plus two is three. And then it's two plus three is five. Three plus five is eight. Anyhow, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, um, this mathematical sequence. Mm-hmm. That's how you reach your dream or your goal. Mm-hmm. And when you think about it, it didn't land with me the first year I took coaching with her. Like she talked about it. I did the worksheets, but it really has sunk in the second year about how I can Fibonacci anything. Mm-hmm. And to ha- change your mindset that way, Sandra, has been interesting. So I would love to chat with you about it more. If you're interested, I have a few things I can yeah, share. Yeah, that is very interesting. Very it makes interesting. it not seem like a big list of things, you know, like a to-do list. <laughs> which can right. be off-putting, it's, it's a little more organic and it feels more, I think for an artist, it feels very doable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'll picture, you know, building a, a brick wall or whatever, you know, one brick at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes I'll get lost in the bricks, you know, yeah. like <laughs> just, right. I've got all these bricks lying around and I don't know which <laughs> one to pick up first. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, so. absolutely, absolutely. And I think I th- I think if I think about it when I'm I can think about it now like I'm writing this course and I already know what the cover art's going to be and I know what I want what I'd like it to be yet you know she reminded me like you need to write your sales page. Like mm. before you get there, before you start naming everything, <laughs> let's start with sales page. Let's start with mm-hmm. figuring out how to use Canva. Let's like I need to back it up. Like I know I can see okay. the end, what I want, but how do you, so, so you can see the end. That's fine. You can put all that down, but mm-hmm. then you have to work backwards. Like what are those right. actionable steps? And sometimes I get lost in the beginning and the end. I mean, I'm sorry. I know the beginning and the end, but the middle is the part where I can lose an idea. Right. Cause or, it's the not fun part often. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So um, my last thing. Uh, I have a couple of options here for that. Um, but I think what I'm going to say, since I talked about this so much, is that I would say to do something that scares you. 
I think that's my tool. Um, do something way outside your comfort zone would be a tool. I have done that this year and I am always, um, surprised, delighted, and I learn a ton about myself Mm -hmm. and just like the ceramics thing. I wasn't scared necessarily to take it. I was frustrated. (laughs) You probably wouldn't have signed up for it though, right? If it hadn't been suggested by your professor. Yeah. I thought that wasn't for me. Uh, I didn't know the lessons I was going to learn in there. And I'm so grateful that I did. I was not in my comfort zone because I couldn't, everybody else is making and throwing pots all around me. I am the last one seated, not finished with cylinders, haven't even made one when everybody else has made like six. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that was feeling, um, incompetent and uncomfortable. And I kept going back and doing it. And I'm really glad I stuck with it. So I would say to do anything, whether that's writing or even sharing something on on social media or, um, I don't know, lots of things like I need to exercise. That's outside my comfort zone. I need to take Mm -hmm. my own advice. So, Mm -hmm. and that's a, yeah. Yeah. And that's a good lesson too, is staying in your own lane. Like what, Mm. you know, what lights you up and not looking to the right or left and seeing what other people are doing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we talked and talked, didn't we? We did. <laughs> we did. We were thinking we wouldn't have anything to say, and we always surprise ourselves. <laughs> we really do. So, everybody, have a good Christmas with your family or holiday, or if you don't celebrate Christmas, enjoy and just enjoy your life because, um, yes, yeah. enjoy the end of the year. Yeah. yeah. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Our last interview of the year. We'll have our oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bye. Bye. The Unruffled Podcast was created and produced by Sandra Primo and Tammy Salas. Our show is edited and mixed by Steve Hecht. Original music composed and performed by Caitlin Schumacher. Original artwork created by Tammy with the help of graphic designers Chris Aguirre and Amy Lanier. Thanks for listening. <laughs>